is an exclusive presentation of high school sports on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. This is the High School Coaches Show. Here's your host, Justin Kenny. Welcome in everyone to the High School Coaches Show. I'm Justin Kenny in an abbreviated version of the show. Here just a half hour. We'll give way to the uh, Archie Miller Show at the bottom of the hour. So we'll keep it. Uh, we'll, <laughs> hopefully we won't have as much uh, uh, spin to make things sound positive as we will the second half hour here on 1380 The Fan 100.9 FM. Because you know Archie's going to have to do some spinning. That's for sure. With his team having lost four straight and um, really out of the tournament at this point, unless something crazy happens. And, of course, Purdue coming up this weekend. Um, that'll be fun when the Boilermakers lay another big loss on the Hoosiers. But, yeah, stay tuned to 630 to 7. You can hear the Archie Miller Show. But right now we're talking area high school basketball. We're going to talk to our best friend, Bryce Vance, here in just a couple seconds. Then we'll be joined by Fonzo White, head coach of the Bishop Lures Knights at around 615. And then we'll put a wrap on the show. But uh, let's get it started right away here. Our favorite buddy from KPC Media Group, Mr. Bryce Vance. Bryce, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Uh, you know, we're doing well. It's sectional week. A lot of things going on. Um, you know, some 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 upsets. I would say Canterbury beating South Adams last night was uh, was the first real kind of what type thing in the area. Mm-hmm. But um, you've been out and about uh, earlier this week. Uh, it's going to be an exciting uh, Friday night out at Westview. But in terms of what you've seen this week thus far, anything stand out? Um, I, I think the the closeness of, of the game between Central Noble and Westview um, last night in the first round up at Westview was was something to uh, to keep an eye on maybe for Friday night semifinal and possibly potentially a championship game on Saturday. Central Noble was ahead by 15 in the second half in that game, and uh, they let the lead come all the way down to four and. Westview and Westview had a chance to, to cut it even more, but and Central Noble was struggling at the free throw line uh, to try to put that game away. And uh, it just could be something that um, the, the Cougars need to fix um, and, and make sure of because they're going to be going up against a, a potent offense tomorrow night in, in Cherubusco. Yeah, that's kind of wanted to lead into to my question. You know, twice Westview has been able to beat Cherubusco third time around. Everybody says it's so difficult to beat a team three times. What do we expect in this one? Do we can we expect a different result? What kind of game will this be with two teams so familiar with each other? Yeah, I think for the for the Cougars, it's it's going to have to be about putting their foot on the gas and just go and and don't let up um, like they did last night a little bit and for. For Cherubusco, it's, it's going to be having to figure out how to score against Central Noble's defense because Central Noble has put out a specific defense each time they face the Eagles to try and limit the amount of paint touches Landon Jordan gets, to limit the amount of times Busco is driving to the basket. Um, and we saw Eastside do that last Friday um, in the regular season finale, and it created a low-scoring game that came right down to the wire and I think that's um, what Central Noble is going to have to do, and they've done it two times before, the first in the NECC tournament and then a couple of weeks after that. Um, and Coach John Bodie said last night that they might make some tweaks to their defensive strategy because they've seen the Eagles twice, and 
Um, and they're probably not going to use the same exact type of defense uh, the third time around and make some changes. But um, for, for Central Noble and to come out uh, victorious and, and go into a sectional championship game, um, it's going to be relying on their defense um, because we know they can score with the likes of Sawyer Yoder and, and Connor Susan. What have we seen the first two games with these two teams? Like you mentioned, Cherubusco likes to run. They want to run up tempo. They want to play things quick. Is Central Noble fine playing that way, or do they try to slow it down against Cherubusco? I think they're fine with it. Um, in, in the first game, um, I, th- I believe it was like 29 to 20 after the first quarter um, when they played up at Prairie Heights in the, I, I think, second round of the NACC tournament. And I think Central Noble is fine with playing that style. Um, they ha- they definitely have the the guys that can run up and down the floor with Cherubusco's Jackson Paul, Luke McClure, and, and Landon Jordan. They all like to run and get out and transition. They did that plenty of times last night against Prairie Heights, and it led to easy dunks and reverse dunks for for Landon Jordan. Um, and and I think that Central Noble is capable of playing that way. I don't know if they would prefer it. Um, they like to be a little bit in control in the half-court offense, try to make sure their defense is set because that's that's going to be key. If you let Cherubusco get out and run, it, it could be turned into a track meet. And uh, and I think if it were to be that way, even though Central Noble could play that style, I think it, that type of game would definitely favor Cherubusco. Bryce, that first semifinal at Westview, a little bit forgotten with Bremen and Eastside, but, uh, you know, whatever happens with Busco and Central Noble, they will uh, have beaten their biggest challenge uh, of the sectional. But could either of those teams maybe put a scare into whoever wins that Busco and Central Noble matchup? I think so. And I, I think Eastside's probably got to be the favorite uh, to come out against Bremen tomorrow night. And and seeing Eastside against Cherubusco and the way that they came up with the defensive plan, stuck to it, um, and were able to counter on the other side with their offense and, and not really be afraid to go inside and, and attack Lane and Jordan. They would drive into the lane and not drive into him, but they would stop and, and hit a floater. Owen Willard did that three times in the second half. Um, and if not, if they were to get cut off in the paint, they have plenty of outside shooters um, with Hugh Henderson, Gabe Trevino. Gabe Trevino is, is probably you know one of the players that I uh, he put on a display of toughness that I have that I haven't seen all season. He went right into Landon Jordan last Friday, um, and I think went after a, an offensive rebound after he missed the first attempt. And Landon Jordan came down and inadvertently hit Trevino in the face um, with his elbow and gave him a huge black eye. And Gabe Trevino was out for about four minutes of the game, decided to come back in. And, like, in one of the first plays, he went right back at Jordan again and I think hit the ground hard. And that's just the type of team that Eastside is is bringing into this sectional. And if they were to get past Bremen and face Central Albert Busco in the the championship game, it's going to be a tough challenge for either team. He is Mr. Bryce Vance, KPC Media Group, joining us here on the High School Coaches Show. All right, Bryce, let's look at the uh, uh, elsewhere and look at 3A and West Noble. West Noble has never won a sectional championship, ever, in school history. They have a favorable matchup against Lakeland coming up tomorrow, and they've beaten the quote-unquote favorite in this sectional in Northwood already once. Could we see a team Saturday night conceivably celebrate their first ever sectional championship in the Chargers? 
I, I do think so, and I think this is a, a really good chance for them to do it. Um, and I think you and I have talked about this team and how young they are. A lot of sophomores and, and even freshmen here later on in the season and, and some some key juniors coming up because they are essentially just graduating one senior. They have three on the roster, but one, Brockton Miller, plays um, the majority of the minutes um, for those seniors, and he's, he's a starter and has been a starter for the Chargers for quite some time now. Uh, but And with his leadership, he has definitely helped out um, some of these, these guys like like uh, Austin Kripe, Luke Skimmerhorn, Julio Macias, who have all stepped up. Um, and Austin Kripe is, I think, the fourth leading scorer in the NECC this year, averaging about 18 points per game. And he has really come on strong here in the latter part of the season. Um, and, and I do think that this is going to be a really good shot for them um, after being 500 last year. They looked like they were going to finish around that same mark before winning their last four games and winning them all handedly. Now, the competition wasn't great, but they have definitely a momentum on their side. And like you said, they beat Northwood once, so they know what it takes to beat them, and they beat them on their home floor where the sectional is at. Um, and it feels like everything is, is turning in the right direction um, for, for the Chargers to win their first ever sectional. Yeah, that'd be pretty exciting if we can uh, see it happen coming up on Saturday. Uh, Bryce, uh, what do we expect up at East Noble? I think there's, uh, you know, maybe people were surprised at just how difficult DeKalb made it for Snyder, triple overtime earlier this week. Uh, Carroll looks like the favorite. They get Northside tomorrow night. You have East Noble and Snyder. Uh, over the next couple of days, what can we expect up in Kendallville? I think Northside can, can give Carroll a game, and, and we saw them – um, give them a game not that long ago. I mean, the Legends come in winning nine of their last ten, and that only loss was a three-point loss to the Chargers. And and what really stood out to me when looking over the, the Legends um, earlier today is is that they really stepped it up on the defensive end from the beginning of the season. They gave up 100 points twice earlier this season, um, and they haven't given up anything near that the latter half of the season and it, it, that just really feels like where they've stepped up because we know they have scorers like Rashawn Bassett and Bronte Johnson. Those guys are young and, and very good, capable scorers, but it's on the deep. And definitely, I think they could put a scare in, into Carroll. Um, maybe Carroll's depth and, and experience takes over late in this game, um, but I think it should be a, definitely a good game in, in the first uh, game on Friday night. And then East Noble, if East Noble can play to their potential against Snyder, I think they can give them a, a game um, and like, like DeKalb did. Uh, but it's going to take a, a special effort. Um, and, and East Noble has really struggled in the last half of the season. And uh, it, like I said, it's going to have to take a, a special effort from guys like Chris Hood. Braden Ball is going to have to go off and hit you know multiple three-pointers um, to, to slow down a Snyder team that's, that's going to be a little more athletic than them, a little more skilled than them. Um, and like to get up and down the floor because that, that's a definite weakness for this East Noble team. Bryce, elsewhere we in uh, we have Woodland in sectional 22 in Class 3A. Leo, the class of the semifinal, but Bishop DeWanger has already beat him once. We have Coach Fonzo White on here in just a little bit. Bishop Lures will get Leo in the second matchup tomorrow evening. Uh, has Leo done enough to bounce back? They, they really dominated Angola yesterday, got a 26-point victory. Is it too soon to say they're back on track after struggling late in the regular season, or are we still kind of looking at Leo as that team that maybe peaked too early? Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking earlier when when looking over their results and some of their numbers um, earlier. Is was this team just 
shot out of a cannon right from the beginning, and they just really started to tail off. And I don't know, I don't know really what kind of changed for them. It seemed that change, everything changed after that loss to Northside, um, and then then they started to lose some games. They did pick up, you know, you know, some good wins, but some losses to some competition that you thought they were, you know, just uh, you know better than maybe not by a significant margin, but just better than they should have beaten them. Um, losing to to Woodland on a buzzer beater, losing to Bishop Mega, like you said. I don't know if one game can kind of wipe away all that, um, even though it was a good win over Angola um, last night, and they only allowed the, the Hornets to make three made field goals in the entire second half, and, and maybe they can carry that into, into lures that, you know, a different lures from last year's teams. I remember um, watching the lures and Leo game last year up at, up at Garrett in that sectional, and that was a game that, you know, was maybe the de, the de facto sectional championship game. I think it was in the semifinals or, or some night like that, and uh, it and it just felt like it was you know a different level than maybe what it is right now because Lures is not as dynamic and doesn't have as many playmakers as it did last year. Um, and but I think they are still very capable with Thompson coming back, and and, and I think that they can give Leo a game, uh, but it's going to have to be a good defensive effort like last night. That line that for Leo to, to advance on. All right, Bryce, before we let you go, I, I know you, you gave me things I could ask you, and I'm going off script, but don't panic. Uh, when we look at Homestead in, in yeah. Columbia City uh, in the sectional, playing uh, in the semis tomorrow night, and then sa- Saturday they'll play for a final if they win. Um, you know, there was a lot of debate. You look at Homestead, number one in every conceivable category in the state. Um, we have rarely seen a Class 4A team since class basketball came to be finish undefeated and win a state championship in Class 4A. Yeah. It's only happened once in the last 10 years. It was Warren Central in 2016. Only three teams, I think, all time uh, have done it in Class 4A. Can Homestead do it? Or are there just too many landmines? You know, they, they've, I don't want to say they've lucked out, but they've escaped against Cathedral. They escaped against Lawrence North. They escaped against Hamilton Southeastern. They escaped against Carroll. You have to give them credit for winning those games, most definitely, but also those things tend to even out at some point. So is it conceivable that Homestead can make it through the 4A playoffs and win a state title and finish undefeated? I think so, um, and you haven't caught me off guard with this because I've you know been following Homestead just because they have been an entertaining team to watch and, and watching them you know take on the likes of, of Lawrence North and, and a Carroll and, and a Cathedral like you said those games have been entertaining um, right down to the very end with with a lot of them like you said and I think that's just when the the games get tight I think that's when Homestead really shines and. And I and I thought about this this and it's kind of comparing to what happened last night with with the Portland Trailblazers and in, in, in Golden State Warriors game and then for Damian Lillard everybody you know has the the thing where with Dame time and that's when the game comes down to it and he needs to hit a big shot he just seems to do it every single time because he's been in that situation so many times and has come through and I think that's what it is for this Homestead team this year because they have so many different weapons with Fletcher Lawyer coming in and Luke Goody and Andrew Leeper, that these, these guys have, have been through the battle now through the regular season and have seen what it takes to win and pull these games out, even at the very end, even at the buzzer in, in some certain cases, that even if they were in a tight game against a Carmel or a Hamilton Southeastern or a South Bend Adams team, maybe on in, in a semi-state, that they could pull these games out because they've been there before um, and they're experienced in these tight game situations. 
Good stuff. All right, buddy. Hey, I appreciate it. Thanks a lot. Uh, have a lot of fun this weekend. Uh, probably at Westview, right? Um, I'm at West Noble tomorrow night, and then we'll see how everything shakes out for, for Saturday night. But it'll, I'll be more than likely um, at a sectional Saturday night no matter what. Awesome. All right, buddy. Always a pleasure, man. We'll catch you next week. Thanks, Justin. That was Bryce Vance, KPC Media Group, joining us here on the High School Coaches Show. We're going to step out real quick, come back with Fonzo White, head coach of the Bishop Lures Knights, as they take on the Leo Lions tomorrow night. You are listening to the High School Coaches Show here on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. Have you wanted to speak a new language but thought it'd be too difficult or take too much time? Then try Babbel. Whether you want to learn Spanish for future travel plans, French to connect with extended family, or maybe German to land a new job, Babbel works because it's built around real life. It teaches you everyday practical conversations that you'll actually use. All you need is 15 minutes a day, and you'll be on your way to confidently speaking a new language in just a few weeks. Babbel is designed by real language experts using a modern conversation-based technique that makes learning fun, engaging, and best of all, memorable. It starts by teaching you words and phrases. Then sentences gradually get more complex. Soon you're practicing short conversations about real-life topics. And with 14 languages to choose from and lesson topics like travel, business, relationships, and more, you'll be sure to learn what matters most to you. Babbel. Language for life. Learn a new language with ease. Go to babbel.com to try for free. That's B-A-B-B-E-L.com. Babbel.com. Indiana is the home of heroes. BF Goodrich Tire Plant in Woodburn recognizes all of our local military members. A world of thanks to those who serve and their families for securing peace and prosperity for our country. Freedom rings because of your great sacrifice. Brave hearts who continue to lay down their own lives to protect and defend ours. At BF Goodrich Tire Plant in Woodburn, we love our freedom, so we support our troops. You're planning on remodeling your bathroom. You want something personal and unique, and you want only the best quality products, which is why you're planning on ordering your shower door from the Custom Craftsman of City Glass. But why stop there? Why not have the same professionals custom cut the just right mirror for your bathroom as well? There's no need to settle for anything off the shelf when the City Glass Craftsman can cut and design the perfect mirror for your bathroom. Don't worry about special sizing. They can custom size your mirror just as they would your shower door. And what about a unique look? Not a problem. For example, they can frame your mirror or even cut it so that your vanity lights can fit in the mirror rather than having to mount a separate fixture above the mirror. Maybe you don't need a new mirror at all and can just have an existing one recut or refurbished. Yeah, they can do that too. So do this for yourself. When you're ready to choose a shower door from City Glass, choose a mirror as well. City Glass, quality glass products, a cut above the rest. Gibson's Heating and Plumbing is your independent American standard heating and air conditioning dealer that is ranked number one out of nearly 300 dealers nationwide in customer satisfaction. Here's what Gibson's customers are saying. I've used Gibson's once for heating and once for plumbing now. From the schedulers to the technicians, everyone has been professional, personable, and upfront with pricing and expectations. There is no sense of pressure, and they explain everything thoroughly. Absolutely have a loyal customer. Your independent American standard heating and air conditioning dealer, GibsonsHeating.com. Here's more from the High School Coaches Show on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan at 100.9 FM. 
Welcome back to the High School Coaches Show, an abbreviated version of the show. We give way to the Archie Miller Show here at the bottom of the hour. But we got to talk sectional basketball for a few more minutes here. And welcome one of my favorite guys, Coach Fonzo White, Bishop Lewers Knights, joins us on the line right now. Coach, how are you? I'm doing great, Justin. I appreciate you guys having me on. Absolutely. It's always a pleasure when we bring some, you know, intelligence, some uh, some basketball smarts on the show because it desperately needs it. Well, hey, I appreciate that. <laughs> Coach, uh, you know, let's go through the year real quick. I haven't, haven't caught up with you on the show here, but, you know, everybody, you know, had a, had a different you know, challenges at different times, but everybody dealing with the same thing. How did you guys handle it? How did you make it through the season? And now, you know, entering a semifinal tomorrow night against Leo. Well, we, we started off the season, you know, just like everybody else, just with a lot of uncertainty and everything. And we were able to get like our first five or six games in. And then, well, of course, we ran to a quarantine spot the first week, last week of December, first week of January. So, of course, it had us coming around trying to push games back and trying to get more games on the schedule and just trying to find people to even play us, you know, after that. But, you know, we managed to get through the pandemic for the most part this season, and now we're geared up and ready for a semi, getting ready for a semifinal against Leo, who we started the season with. Coach, you got a, a win last night. Um, how did you feel your team played? Because it looked like you guys really dominated throughout. Well, considering that, you know, we hadn't played in a week since we played New Haven and, you know, we just got back fully healthy as of last week, again, right before the New Haven game. And so, you know, we were very optimistic about how we were going to play with having such a long week off. But, you know, Garrett gave us, you know, some problems in the beginning and we were able to do some things that we wanted to do. And, you know, we just went in the locker room and said, hey, we got to continue to focus on us to try to get ready for the next one. You know, if we're fortunate enough and last night we played well enough defensively in a half court set and did some things that we want to do in the offensive end against the zone. So I feel confident and feel like we're pretty much raring and ready to go for tomorrow night. When we talk, you know, best players in Northeast Indiana, you can't have it without Nalen Thompson in the conversation. Uh, just how big of a role has he played this year? We've seen his development over the last couple of years, but now in his final year, real, really taking the reins of this program. Well, you know, Nalen's just a great kid, and, you know, he's fun to be around and just always smiling in practice. You know, sometimes I ask him, you know, are you ever going to get mad at anybody and get guys <laughs> to do things? But, you know, he's just one of those guys that, he leads by example by going out there trying to play defense and getting skilled and trying to score. And, you know, that's, that's probably why, you know, he's second on the all-time leading scorer list here at Lures. And, you know, the kid's got a bright future ahead of him, you know, and just getting as a leader first and foremost because I think he did a great job of getting the supporting cast around him and finding the right guys to get on board with him to do the things that we're able to do now. A lot of talented guys around Nalen, and one of them is just a ninth grader. Had 17 points against Garrett last night, Isaac Zay. Uh, he's a kid that's, uh, that can do a lot of different things, but particularly uh, shooting the basketball. Well, with Isaac, you know, we, we looked at him, you know, the first five games we had him down on JV, and then, you know, we inject him a little bit in the varsity games after the first five games of JV. And then, you know, something around the ninth or tenth game, I just looked at Coach Goodwell and Coach Hawkins, and I said, hey, guys, I got to start this kid. And I said, just like with Nick, I think he can be really, really good for us, you know, with buying into what we need and playing his role for us. And, you know, he just goes out there and works hard, and he's always actively moving on the floor. 
And, of course, you know, he gets a lot of good open looks at the three-point line. But what people don't understand is that he's, he's kind of sneaky good because he gets out on you on the break and he pushes the ball a little bit for us. And he can also knock down a short corner shot and get a floater, too. So, you know, I just love everything about the kid. And, you know, I keep telling him, you know, he's got the green light. He's shooting, like, almost 49, 50% from three-point range. So, uh, you know, he's just a humble kid that doesn't really want to shoot very much. But, you know, I tell him he's got to shoot. I tell him when he doesn't shoot, it's a turnover. <laughs> Coach, final question for you real quick. What's it going to take tomorrow night against Leo? Well, it's going to take us being us. You know, Leo is a very, very good team. And, you know, we they beat us at the end of last year to end our season, and then we played them at the very beginning of the season to at six to six points at their place. And, you know, we just got to do a lot of things well that we do, like play our half-court defense and, you know, make sure that we got guys in the right place, right time to do some great things for us. And, again, we got to control the game and try to control the tempo. We got to rebound. And we, we just got to continue to be – playing harder for each other with our we over me philosophy that we put in place all right coach hey appreciate the time get back to practice congratulations on a, a win last night and we'll see if you can get another one tomorrow hey we hope so justin thank you guys for having me on and you guys have a great evening thanks coach you too that was Coach Fonzo, White Bishop Lures Knights. He helps us wrap up the show, a abbreviated show here tonight. Thanks to Coach White. Thanks to Bryce Vance, KPC Media Group, for joining us to kick it off. Thanks to John Graham Producing. I am Justin Kenny. This has been the High School Coaches Show here on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.